It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today on Locked On Cougars, we catch up with everything going on with the BYU football team, a new commitment, a position change for a senior, and more. We'll also recap BYU's exhibition win last night over St. Martin's. And finally, we'll talk about how Notre Dame has set the standard once again for BYU and it's something that BYU should be emulating, at least in my opinion. That's all coming up right now on Locked on Cougars. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm Jay Catch, your host here on the podcast, your BYU insider, bringing you each and every day your one-stop shop for all things BYU news. You can find us on all the major podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify. Tell your smart speakers, whether it's a Google or Alexa or whatever you got, play podcast Locked on Cougars. You should be able to hear us there. And our goal is to make sure that you are fully up to date on BYU in about 30 minutes or less. That way, you can get on with your day. Thanks again for joining me today. Today's show brought to you by Sling TV and Vivid Seats. We'll tell you about both of those great companies coming up here in a little bit. It's a pleasure to be talking BYU with you today. And a commitment came in yesterday that will affect BYU's offensive line in the future. Brock Gunderson from Cypress Woods High School outside of Houston, Texas, announced on Twitter yesterday afternoon that he is committed to BYU. He is a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and said he plans to serve an LDS mission or a church mission and return to BYU after doing so. He'll do that after graduation this coming spring, so that would put him in line to return for the 2021 season. And get ready to play with guys like Jacob Conover, who is the crown jewel of BYU's recruiting class. I had a chance to go and watch the film of Gunderson a little bit, and I came away quite impressed. He's not a big offensive lineman right now. He's listed at 6'4", 265 pounds. He's going to have to put some weight on, obviously, to play in the system that Jeff Grimes favors, which favors taller offensive linemen like he is, but he wants 300-plus pound guys, and that will be Gunderson's job to make sure he puts on that weight. And the, the thing I wouldn't worry about if I were him right now is putting on that weight now. Get back from your mission. Get into the BYU training program because they have proven in the last two years that they can definitely put weight on a young man. Uh, Gunderson plays in a triple option heavy scheme, the flex bone that a lot of the service academies favor, Navy, Air Force, and Army. Consequently, those teams have all, had also offered Gunderson because they're looking for guys like him that can play in that system. And that's the good news is that he's used to run blocking. We all know that BYU's MO under Jeff Grimes is going to be control the line of scrimmage, run the ball, control the clock. And Gunderson obviously looks like, looks like a guy that can do that already. My question is, though, in terms of pass sets. When you have a guy coming from such a a run-heavy offense, how much does he really know about the finer points of pass protection? Uh, Where does he feel comfortable doing that? Like, what's his comfort level? We'll see. But another commitment for BYU had a fantastic caption on his on on his Twitter feed when he announced his commitment. It has a picture of him. He's got shoulder length hair. It's a it's a fantastic mane of hair. 
I'll give him credit. And he tagged it with, well, so long, hair. And that made me chuckle because he understands BYU and the honor code requires you to be clean cut, have the your hair above your collar and above your ear. And some BYU players on this team this year might be able to give, give him some tips on how to keep it a little bit longer but stay within the rules. I'm just going to say that. Looking at you, Riley Burt. Give him some tips. Call Mr. Gunderson up and explain what he can do. Because Riley Burt, talk about some dreads. And people have asked me, like, how's he get away with it? He's got some ideas. If you see him off the field, he's got that hair. It's definitely above the collar. Let's put it that way. All right. A couple other notes for BYU football today we need to talk about. Uh, Of course, we had a chance to speak with the offensive players and the coaching staff yesterday after practice. It was the media's first real chance to talk to Zach Wilson as the starting quarterback for BYU. I wanted to play a portion of the interview we had with him yesterday. And it deals more with his newfound fame as QB1, the starting quarterback in Provo. You'll hear my voice. I believe Jay Drew and Darnell Dixon are also in the mix here. So you'll hear us ask questions of him about his newfound fame and how he feels about it. So here you go. BYU starting quarterback Zach Wilson yesterday after practice. Has your life changed at all since you became the starting quarterback for BYU? I mean, people recognize you more in class or on campus or anything like that? Uh, I'm sure they have, but I try to avoid everything. Um, (laughs) I try and be where my feet are. Um, Don't look at Twitter. Don't look at Instagram. And just try and stay with the guys that I know are personally I'm close with. And and don't let in anybody else that is is trying to, you know, come come close and talk to you because of football or whatever it is. And and just stay humble and be where my feet are. What about your cell phone? Like just people who already had your number, did it kind Mm -hmm. of light up or? I mean, mm-hmm. kind of. How did you get more text messages than normal? Stuff yeah, like I did, and and it wasn't more than than a game before I had started. I mean, mm-hmm. I had a lot of support, a lot of family and friends that had reached out and mm-hmm. and told me they were proud of me or whatever it was, and and I think that's comforting to know you have a, a big, you know, support of, of family and friends, and I think you know it's comfort, comforting for me to know that I'm doing this all for them. I know you grew up around Utah a lot, but you probably grown up around here. I also understand the enormity of being QB one in mm-hmm. Provo. Does that mean anything to you? Um, it's it's not as crazy as I thought it would be. I mean, people do make a bigger deal than I think it is, <laughs> to be honest with you. I mean, I'm here playing football with my friends, and, you know, we're doing whatever it is, and then you'll hear someone, oh, my gosh, that's so-and-so from BYU, and you're just like, what do you mean? Like, I'm just a normal kid. I don't know what you're talking about. You know, that, that kind of stuff is crazy. But, um, you know, I think it's a cool experience, though. There you go. Says he doesn't feel any different. He doesn't see himself any different, but I can speak to the fact that his fame as he continues to play will only rise, and if he plays well especially, and it's already changed. You can hear him say a little bit. He said every once in a while, say, hey, it's so-and-so, it's Zach Wilson. That's, that's normal. The starting quarterback in BYU is the second most popular guy on campus. Of course, the most popular guy, as most people will chuckle, is the backup quarterback. And that's what Zach Wilson was, but now he's the starter. I think he understands the situation very clearly where he stands as the man in Provo. I'm expecting good things from him. His first his first action yielded great results 49 points over 500 yards of offense granted it was aided by 280 rushing yards northern illinois this week is going to be a much stiffer test uh i mentioned yesterday we talked a little bit about the north northern illinois offense versus the byu defense we'll preview uh more of the byu offense versus the northern illinois defense which is more of the critical matchup in my opinion in tomorrow's game on tomorrow's show so you can stay tuned for that but i didn't 
want to bring you some stats about the Northern Illinois offense that I picked up overnight. They kind of show the, I guess, the averageness of what the Huskies have on offense. So currently, uh, Northern Illinois points per game averaging 18.9. That's 126th. It's not good out of 120, uh, 130 FBS teams. That's not a great number. Another one I mentioned yesterday, the average passing per game, 135.6 yards per game, 123rd in the FBS ranks. Third down conversion rate, 36.9%, which is 90th. Uh, completion percentage, we mentioned with Childers, their quarterback, 55.3%, which is 99th in the country. So, uh, okay, maybe it's not average. Maybe it's below average or even awful in terms of what uh, Northern Illinois has put out on the field. But nonetheless, this team is four and three coming to Provo. They've their three losses have come against their other Power Five teams they have faced this season. Speaking of Utah, Iowa, and Florida State, BYU is their final non-conference game, and. I would expect that BYU would be able to hold Northern Illinois down. The question will be if BYU's offense can score enough points to get them over the top. We'll talk about it tomorrow. We'll preview that for you a little bit, but I wanted to get you some statistical numbers and where they match up in terms of what the Northern Illinois Huskies have on offense. And It's not great, Bob, and that's good news for BYU. Final note, BYU football-wise, is I have confirmed after talking to some people and Credit I will give goes to Will Snowden, the former uh, BYU running back, now runs a recruiting service called Alpha Recruits. Of course, he hosts the BYU pre- and post-game shows here on 97.5 FM and 1280 AM The Zone in Salt Lake City, which is the company I work for in my day job. He said on a, a pre-game show, I think it was two games ago, it might have been the most recent game against Hawaii, and probably was Hawaii now that I think about it, that he um, he reported that J.J. and Wigway, who was an offensive lineman when he showed up to BYU, never was really able to put on enough weight to be effective as an offensive lineman. So the coaching staff made him a tight end. He had been working out of the position. Well, he is making another position change, according to sources down there in Provo, and Will Snowden reported it. Some other people I talked to also confirmed it that Inwigway is going to redshirt this year, and you're probably thinking, wait, he's a senior. Yes, he is a senior, but he's never redshirted. He only played in four games this season, sparingly as a tight end and on some special teams. Well, he's redshirting this season, going to sit out. He'll come back in 2019 as a redshirt senior, and he will play on the defensive line. It's unknown if he'll play defensive end or defensive tackle. I would guess it's probably defensive tackle. That's just my opinion, but he could play defensive end. So he'll play his third position at BYU after sitting out his senior year and I have to give credit to JJ. He easily could have said, yeah, well, you guys want me to redshirt. Yeah, I'm not down with that. I'm out. I'm going to move on. But he is sticking with the program and hats off to him. So there you go. Position change for JJ and Wigway after a redshirt year this season. Expected to play on the BYU defensive line next year. All right, some thoughts on BYU football there. We'll talk some BYU basketball next. They get a win last night in their exhibition opener at the Marriott Center. Hopefully you guys that were at the game enjoyed it. Um, Some big nights for some of the stars for BYU, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But right now I do want to talk to you about one of today's sponsors of the show, and that is Vivid Seats. Vivid Seats is an online ticket event marketplace dedicated to providing fans of live entertainment with the experiences that will last a lifetime. With Vivid Seats, listeners can watch your favorite team Teams, artists, and even the best theater performances in person. 
You can get your favorite tickets with great prices and easy purchasing experience with Vivid Seats. And of course, listeners to the Locked On Cougars podcast can use the code Locked On to receive $20 off your order of $200 or more if you are a first-time customer of Vivid Seats. What I need you to do to use that credit is go to the App Store or Google Play, download the Vivid Seats app, enter the promo code Locked On to receive $20 off your order of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Get yourself tickets to the New Mexico State game. Come out and see the Utah Jazz. Whatever you want to do, check it out, guys. Vivid Seats can help you save some money, save 10%. And of course, all Vivid Seats confirmed orders are backed up by a 100% guarantee. So check it out, guys. Go to Vivid Seats and use that promo code Locked Locked on to receive $20 off your first order of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Talking hoops next, this is Locked On Cougars. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. Welcome back. This is Locked On Cougars, your daily source for all things BYU on the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Jay Catch. If you're new to the show, welcome on in. Hopefully you guys are enjoying it as much as I enjoy bringing it to you. It's a blast to talk BYU with you each and every day. I'm going to take a minute here and talk some BYU basketball. BYU held their exhibition opener last night at the Marriott Center hosting St. Martin's. uh, The preseason pick in the GNAC Conference at the D2 level up there in the Pacific Northwest. BYU finished the game winning at 92-71, but the second half of that game in particular will be something Dave Rose and his staff will point out to their players and chide them about. Uh, BYU raced out to a 22-point halftime lead, had a good first half. The issue was, though, in the second half, the Saints, like I mentioned, a a preseason favorite in their conference at the D2 level. They're coming off a program record season a year ago, making the D2 NCAA tournament. But they they came into the second half. They hit nine of 13 three-pointers in the final 20 minutes. A little concerning for BYU considering they have struggled in the past, we're speaking of two years ago, to defend the perimeter and had teams absolutely gun them out of the gym. Uh, I vividly remember sitting there watching UVU, Mark Pope, a former BYU assistant with some of his former BYU players on the roster, going to Provo and putting up what was at 116 points, seemingly unconscious from three. So to see a D2 team come into the Marriott Center and go 9 of 13 in the second half on three-pointers is definitely concerning. Uh, that'll get Dave Rose... Uh, uh, his his blood pressure will rise, and he'll be working on his guys on perimeter defense. Of course, there are games where teams are just going to hit it, but this is a D2 team, so it is concerning for BYU the second half. They struggled. The Saints only got within as close as 15, which, okay, let's be honest, it's not that close, but... They, the Cougars do need to pick up the pace and correct some things because they're facing three top 15 teams 
in during the season coming up. They open it up against Nevada, who is a top 10 team, according to the new AP poll that was put out. They will face number three ranked Gonzaga twice in conference play. And then Mississippi State, BYU makes the trip to Starkville later on in the non-conference schedule. They're ranked 11th in the AP poll that just came out. So they got to start fast, and Nevada is not going to have any pity for BYU. They're chock full of NBA talent. The Martin Twins are two of the better players I've seen in college basketball in some time. I was quite surprised they actually stayed at Nevada for another year, but they'll, they'll be ready to go, and they got plenty of talent around them as well. A highlight from last night's game was the play of Yoli Childs. He is going to lead BYU this year. He did exactly what he's supposed to do, scoring 20 points, grabbing eight rebounds in just 23 minutes of action. Um, he had a little bit of a, a dust-up. You could tell he was a little perturbed with one of the players on St. Martin's. I don't know exactly what happened, but you could tell he was not happy. Um, the second leading scores for the Cougars in that game were forward Dalton Nixon and then guard TJ Hawes, who each scored 11 points. Uh, BJ Stanley, who is St. Martin's star, he scored a team-high 18 points, and he was one of the guys who was very hot from three-point land, hitting on five of nine five of nine attempts of his own from three the three-point stripe. So all in all, a solid win for BYU to get the exhibition season off to a solid st- solid start. They'll be back in action next Thursday when they host Westminster, a D2 team here in Salt Lake City. Always cool to see teams like BYU play the other local teams. I'm a fan of you don't need to bring teams from clear across the country when you've got teams in your backyard. This goes for both football and basketball. If you can play, bring a Dixie State North to play BYU or get Westminster to come play you. I think that's great, and I'm, I'm glad BYU is doing it. It'll be cool to see um, guys from Westminster who have a lot of local connections. Of course, BYU being a local heavy team themselves, I'm sure these guys have got history playing against one another at the high school level, etc. Uh, so yeah, Westminster coming up next Thursday, but BYU beats St. Martin's to get things going 92-71. to And yeah, number seven Nevada looms, and BYU's got to be ready to go right from the right from the tip because Nevada like I said will have no pity on the Cougars that's a team that has dreams of a final four run this year and for good reason they are the class of the Mountain West Conference this season and BYU yeah that second half against St. Martins is concerning especially considering the 9 of 13 three-pointers that uh, St. Martins hit on BYU because I just think back Two years ago, BYU, that defense, people freaked out. Perimeter defense, they've got to defend better on the perimeter. They're going to get blown out, and they did. They got beat multiple times simply getting into shootouts, and I don't think BYU fans want to see the Cougars uh, play that up-and-down style to the degree they did two years ago. They don't mind seeing it, but they want to see a better defensive effort. And, yeah, St. Martin's overall on the night outscored BYU 48-47 to in that second half. Uh, shoot, shot 16-26 of 26 in the half, 9-13 of 13 from beyond the arc. So, yeah, concerning second half for BYU, and I can understand part of it was that they probably let their foot off the gas pedal, and they just they they kind of coasted. But Dave Rose, it gives him the firepower in practice today and through the next week as they get ready for Westminster to say, "Hey guys, 
this is unacceptable. You play like this against against Nevada or Mississippi State or Gonzaga down the road. Yeah, you're, they're going to laugh you out of the gym, essentially. All right, so there you go, BYU basketball back in action next Thursday at home, Westminster, 7 o'clock, I believe, is also the tip time there. And, of course, it'll be broadcast on BYU TV. And just to reiterate for you guys that didn't hear it yesterday, Dave Rose did announce his captains for the season. Senior forward Luke Worthington and guard TJ Hawes will be the captains for BYU this season. I was surprised that Yoli Childs did not uh, get Get the nod, but after a vote of their teammates, it goes to Luke Worthington and TJ Haas, and good for them. Uh, good to see a guy like Luke Worthington, who has persevered for, through a lot. He's been around BYU for a long time, getting rewarded in his senior year. All right, we'll take a timeout here. We'll come back. Notre Dame is headed overseas to play a football game. Should BYU be doing the same? We'll debate it next right here on Locked on Cougars. Before we go, though, do need to tell you about your best bet for watching college football this season. If you're missing games, you can check it out with Sling TV. Because when you don't want to watch the game, you need to watch the game. Sling TV is there for you. Are you sick of paying for 20 channels with your cable package you never watch, but you just want to pick the channels to watch BYU win? Sling TV is that option for you guys. Just $30 a month will get you ESPN, the Pac-12 Network, SEC Network, and more, so you can catch the Cougars in action wherever they're at this season. Of course, you can stream it on your big screen and also take it with you on your tablets and phones. Every device is available on Sling TV. They gives you the live TV you love, only better. There are no useless channels channels from sling you only pick what you want to watch no long-term contracts no hidden fees it's all up front and of course you can cancel at any time check it out guys see if it's the right option for you sling tv is offering locked on cougars listeners a seven-day free trial all you need to do is go to sling.com slash locked on that's s-l-i-n-g.com slash locked on once again that's sling.com slash locked on Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. Welcome back. Thank you so much for downloading the Locked On Cougars podcast each and every day. I truly appreciate your guys' support of the podcast. It's a blast to bring it to you guys. I want to talk a little bit about a a game that's going to be played between two teams that BYU, I think, should be following the example of. And we'll talk about why BYU ties into this, but let's get to the news first. An announcement came out from both the Naval Academy and Notre Dame this morning that announces that these two longtime rivals, uh, they'll be playing, I believe, for the 92nd time this week in San Diego, uh, are going to be playing overseas once again in 2020. Uh, Navy and Notre Dame have played in Ireland twice before in 1996 and 2012. Well, in 2020, they're headed back to play in Aviva Stadium there in Dublin, Ireland. 
a fun game. I remember watching the 2012 game. I actually didn't know that the 96 game existed for quite a while until that 2012 game came about. But these two longtime rivals move their game around the country. Like I mentioned, this weekend they're playing in San Diego. The 2020 game that was scheduled was originally set to be played at MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey, the home of the New York Giants and New York New York Jets. But they're moving it overseas, and this is where BYU comes in. I'm of the opinion that BYU should be following what Notre Dame's doing here. They want to we talk about the BYU football program being a quote-unquote missionary tool for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And as a global church who is counting, running up, what, on 17 million members at this point, well over 16 million, there are members all over the world. And Kalani Sitake has not been hesitant to request that uh, BYU fans worldwide send in film and prospects of guys they feel like could play for the BYU football program. Well, why not reward those fans and go play games overseas? I think BYU should be doing it, plain and simple. That's that's my take. Granted, you do have to find a willing participant to do this with you. If BYU were able to get a team like Army, who is also a fellow independent, has a worldwide following because guess what? The United States Army has bases all over the world, similar to what Navy has. That's why they're pl- that's why Navy and Notre Dame are playing in San Diego this week. There's a big naval presence there in San Diego, and they'll have a massive uh, contingent of Navy graduates. I'm sure who will attend that game. If BYU can get a a team uh, in the FBS ranks to hop on board with this, and I think Army would be a natural team to get on board with it, you could approach Air Force, their former WAC and Mountain West rival, to maybe inquire about it, or essentially any team that would get on board with it and tell them, hey, let's go play a game internationally. Let's go to Mexico. Take it to Europe like what Navy and Notre Dame are doing. Go play in Germany. Go play in England. Go play in Timbuktu for all I care. Just do it. I think BYU fans would travel for this. Of course, you would have to schedule it as the first game of the year. You got to get the extra travel factored in. And maybe you get it to where if it's a year that you're facing Hawaii and you have the chance, you're facing Hawaii in Hawaii, and you have that chance to play that week zero game, as they call it, the week before most of the other games are scheduled. That's when you schedule this game. I think it would be a good thing for BYU. I think BYU should approach Notre Dame for all for all it matters and see if Notre Dame's interested in doing this in the years they're not doing it against Navy. I know that BYU fans talk all the time about that one game that Notre Dame still owes BYU and BYU Athletic Director Tom Homo talks about all the time that Notre Dame's intention is to return that game to Provo. If I'm Tom, I get on the phone with them and say, okay, I get you guys are supposed to come here to Provo. Let's go play internationally. Where do you guys want to go play? Go play in Rome, the home of the Catholic Church. The LDS Church is building a massive temple complex, a stone's throw away from the Vatican. Go play that game in Rome and have some fun with it. I think it would be an awesome, iconic event, and I think BYU should be following Notre Dame's example in doing this let me know what you guys think hit me up on twitter twitter feed for the show locked on cougars my personal twitter feed at jacob c hatch let me know what you think of playing an international series with byu i'm of the opinion they could do it every year but if you want to follow what notre dame does it make it an occasional thing and i would call notre dame and say hey yeah let's nix that game in provo and go play it internationally we're okay with that 
That's just my thought. Let me know what you think. You also can follow us on Facebook at Locked On Cougars. Of course, if you have questions about the show, concerns, comments, and you prefer to email me, you can do so by emailing me at LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. Happy to talk to you, especially if you have advertising questions. We're still in the launch phase with the Locked On Podcast Network, the college arm, offering some great rates for advertising. So if you want to hop on board, let me know. LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. Thanks again for downloading the show. This has been Locked On Cougars for October 25th, 2018. See you tomorrow. tournament is almost here and listening to locked on college basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket so don't wait find locked on college basketball on youtube or wherever you get your podcasts part of the locked on podcast network your team every day